welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. I am definitely excited to share everything I know and love about Winchester with you. I want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. And if you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. This is going to be a special episode. Um, I, I enjoy music. I enjoy um, just the, the art that it brings. I enjoy creativity. I enjoy playing. I enjoy singing. Whether you guys knew that or not, uh, you can yeah, go, go look me up, I guess. I don't, it's been years and years, but um, Mark Francis Band was what it was called. And um, since then, instead of playing out at different places, uh, I settled in and play at the church that I go to, Fellowship Bible Church. And, and play with a whole group of musicians. So many of them are talented. And it's exciting to do that every single weekend. Um, and music is a passion. And you can certainly um, have arguments of what's the best musical style and what your preferences are. But I, I might most like much of it. I pretty much like everything, right? I mean, I'm not a huge fan of country. Um, not a huge fan of opera but I'll certainly be able to listen to it and tolerate it and, and like it and enjoy it. And it, it just brings joy, right? You can, you, can, you can read words on a text or, and, and get something out of it, or you can verbally say it out loud um, and, and give an experience to someone else to hear you read that. Or you can put those words to music, um, to a melody, that allows other people to, to hear an emotion through musical notes. Um, and then you can add a whole bunch of other people of musicians and instrumentalists around that melody to accomplish a really cool story. And that's something that I enjoy doing. And uh, it, you, you see that all around us. Um, there's plenty of different musical outlets to go to. Even last weekend, where uh, over... Uh, Last Iconic Talk show, we promoted the the musical Pippin, which I was able to go to, by the way. So side note, um, that was an amazing show. And what Shenandoah puts on with their conservatory programs um, each and every week um, is, is just a, an extraordinary feat of what the talent um, that they have there at the school. And so that show was probably one of my top... Um, Shenandoah University shows that I've ever seen. Um, it was an amazing job where they, from the production, from the lighting, to the set design, to the acting, to the singing, to the just the overall um, musical story. It was, it was fun. It was a great time. Side note, I was there for uh, probably one of more just, I don't know, uh, interesting um, things that happens. when Whenever a show shuts down in the middle of the show, <laughs> there's a story behind that. It was towards the end of the second act, maybe 15, 20 minutes away from the, the show ending, and a certain uh, sheer curtain was about ready to, to rise, and it started going up, and then all of a sudden, you hear this big, and you look over to the side, and it had gotten caught on something, um, and, and just started to tear and rip, and the... It went halfway up, it paused, and so the, the audience were sitting there watching and waiting, and the show's still going on, and then all of a sudden you hear a voice over the loudspeaker in the background saying, um, 
hold, please. We need to pause and take a quick break um, for an issue we have on the set. And that was my son, Tyson, who was able to be the stage manager and just experience that emergency. Ten minutes went by. They fixed it. Or at least they took care of it to where it was not a safety issue. And um, <laughs> got back to the show. People cheered and applauded. And it just gave for just an added enjoyment experience, even though it's probably not an ideal thing for that to happen to Shenandoah. It's an expensive piece, I can imagine. Anyway, so after that little sidebar note, Shenandoah has an amazing array of musical talent is the point of that story. And since I enjoy music, I figured for this episode, um, I should present you um, somebody who, in my circles, people kept telling me, you need to connect with this guy. And um, I'm like, okay, I probably should. Reached out over the last couple months. We fixed our schedules to where we can connect together. He's a fellow podcaster. He's a fellow musician lover. A fellow uh, just uh, lover of Winchester, since he's from here. His name is Brian Dick. And he, um, over the last uh, couple years since post-COVID, has gotten a chance to put together a podcast, a show called Musicians Cafe, that I'm excited to have you hear his story and his and the interview that I was able to connect with him about really kind of merged our worlds together of, of music, of talk, of storytelling, and of the art that music brings to this town. Um, it's so exciting to, to hear what he has to say. So listen to my conversation with Brian Dick. Well, I'm here with Mr. Brian Dick, and hey. I'm excited to have you here, a fellow podcaster, a fellow, fellow talker, just somebody who can just uh, carry the room, right? Yes. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me here, too, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, like you say, yeah, podcasting is a lot of fun and it's something that I'm into too. So yep. we, sh- we, have, we share a lot in common. Share sure. a lot in common yeah. and you've got the voice for it too. So. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you, you, you shared with me beforehand, before we started recording here, how you are from Winchester. I am. So you were one of the original Winchester people. I'm an OG. A, a yeah, townie exactly. there. Yeah. yeah. So what part of town were you from and was, what school did you go to? I was born and raised uh, in Frederick County, but you know, lived in the Winchester area my whole life uh-huh. uh, for the most part. Graduated from Jameswood High School in 1985. Took a little stint and lived away from the town for a couple of years there, just job related. But uh-huh. it was important because I think everybody sort of wonders what it like would it be like to live somewhere different. Yeah. Young people especially like to, uh, you know, there's got to be more to do somewhere else. Explore. And, Get me out of town. And truly, when you find out it's it's not really that way at all, yeah. and you, you sort of yearn to come back to what you grew up with. So what drew, is, uh, what drew you back? You know, it was a lot of things. It was, obviously, it was people, the connections that you make, you know, because I was eight, 19, I guess, when I moved away, and I had time to form a lot of bonds with people, and so being away from that was different, but also just to... The community feel, mm-hmm. uh, being from you know, the community, the, the high schools, the you know the apple blossom celebrations, yep. the things that you're used to your whole life. Um, when you leave that, it, it's a strong draw to bring you back, or at least it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it gave me a chance to see what life was like driving in traffic every day and 
and you know, and and uh, being around a community that was you know didn't care to know your name. So where where uh, did you end so up going? I, I lived in Woodridge. Okay. Yeah, for about two, almost two and a half years. Um, and like I said, it was a good learning experience. Always something to do. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was also difficult because it was expensive even at that time for me. Um, and then also, like I said, you know, you sort of uh, you sort of missed your friends, you missed your connections. And so I would find myself driving back here every chance I could. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you've seen the town grow a lot I have, over yeah. the years. Yeah. And and when you moved back into town, what what world did you get into? What was your job, your profession? I mean, did you? Did you get into schooling at all? Did you? No. No? <laughs> I wish I had. Yeah? Um, you know, it was one of those things where I, I was ready to take the world on when, uh-huh. I, left, when I left high school. And uh, when I came back, I was actually doing some finance for car lots and things like that. They, you know, the F&I manager, they call it. And did that for quite a few years. And But I, I came back to an area, like I said, I was in love with the area. We're, we're so lucky here, yeah. Mark, honestly. And I don't think we take time to think about it, but... We're in an area that gets four seasons, for crying out loud, which yep. is really important. We live in an area that, that we're within a couple of hours driving time of the most powerful city on earth with all the you know places that you hear about, you know, professional sports, you're, yep. you're close to that. But, but far enough away where you're not invested exactly, into all the nonsense, right? Exactly. But yeah. right here in town, we have NCAA sports, Yep. you know, that you can go and see a high quality, um, you know, game of your choice. Um, we have obviously a ton of history here everybody pretty much comes to the area for that but just the scenery and the ability to go to an overlook one minute we're an hour's drive from ski resorts Um, but in you know in another hour drive we can be you know down in the city checking out you know the the sights and sounds of the metropolitan area so it's really unique i think yep uh i'm I'm sure we're not the only community like that but we are one of of few that in my mind, I think people sometimes take for granted, mm-hmm. and I think I did, and realized that, and came back, and and I'm I'm at home. I love it. That's here. nice. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, at what what you're saying almost summarizes well over 120 episodes here on Iconic Talk <laughs> of what people say of why they appreciate and like Winchester. I even had lunch with people today, and I was explaining to them about what I do and how I do podcasts and the purpose of the podcast. Right. And they said, well, "What's the most common thing people say?" I'm like. It's the people. It it's is the people yeah. that bring you yeah. back, or that that that's what makes you care, and, yeah. and and how it has the small town vibe with plenty of features and amenities, like you're saying. It does that allows you to feel like okay, I can I can live here. Yeah, I can raise a family here. I can. I mean, it's top retirement community for a lot of those reasons as well. Sure. So yeah, we can rant about town all day long because that that really drives. Um, the industries, it drives the business, it drives this, the economy is the people that, right. that do all that. And, yeah. and I love supporting that. That's what, that's what we're all about. I would agree with you a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the changes we've seen in Winchester, the changes we've seen in Frederick County in my lifetime are immense. Mm-hmm. Some of them people don't, you know, aren't in tune with, and I get that some things I don't always like, but for the most part, uh, we're still a great community. Yep. We're still a wonderful place to raise a family, uh, to have a job, and to be able to put together a family life. It's great right yeah. here. Yeah. So we got to jump forward here a little okay. bit in your story. So what what got you into kind of the the podcasting world? So bridge that gap of okay, you know, being a teenager, young adult, back <laughs> in the town, and now you're you're entrenched in the community, and you like to be a voice for many different things. 
it's a story that would take a long time. I'll try to give the abbreviated version as quick as I can. I was lucky enough when I was in high school that I was taught by some really smart people. Um, you know, I'll throw out names, Doug Rinker, Joe Salyer, people like that, who taught me how to speak. Mm. And I learned it in clubs in high school. When I got out of school, I've always, I've always been a huge music fan. Music was then and still is the most important thing outside of my marriage, of course, but um, is the most important thing to me. And so when I got out of school, I, you know, I did like most kids, I, I played music in bands mm -hmm. and, and I did things like that and worked. And as I mentioned, moved around. But then as I continued down that road, um, had a family, music was less easy to do. I took on and started doing a, a, a um, I had a DJ business for a few years and did that. Did it for actually eight, about 18 years. And again, mm -hmm. I'm able to talk and yep. I'm still being able to do what I need to do as far as my music uh, needs. But at the same time, I could do that and have a family. And then uh, as my kids got older and got involved with high school, um, I sort of just kind of jumped in. I noticed that we have good programs at Jameswood. But at the time, there was uh, there was a need for a good announcer for the mm. sports mm -hmm. when you went to the when you went to the game it was really a good game but the, the, the announcing was either non-existent or it wasn't done to the level that I felt like it should be so right. I offered my uh, offered my services and this has been almost 18 years ago and I haven't stopped since at James Wood I'm still at James and Wood so football I do football mm -hmm. I do bas basketball girls and boys uh, basketball I, I did girls softball for a long time along with baseball yep so most all of them I've done somewhere along the line and uh, became really heavily involved with the athletic association. And so anyway, that evolved into after I sort of uh, the DJ business was important for me to help supply a way for me to put my kids through college. But when I got that finished, I felt that I was tired of dragging around my equipment and doing that all the time. You sure. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's a lot. I've dragged around equipment, too. <laughs> you know what it's all Absolutely. about. Yeah. And, and so what I would do is, is, is I thought, well, you know, I, I actually played music again for a little bit with my daughter and son-in-law. But while I was doing that, I noticed this huge groundswell, especially after COVID, of these people that wanted to you know, provide venues to play in and mm -hmm. new bands coming out. And I mm -hmm. thought, boy. How can we take advantage of that? How can I still be involved in this without having to be in a band and rehearse and everything? And I knew musicians love to talk shop. Mm -hmm. People love to talk about what they're doing, what they're playing. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact that I never knew it then, but I know now the amount of talent that we have right here. Uh, and so I started a show about it. I started a one-hour podcast where we would just bring on local um artists and we also have some venues as mm -hmm. well and mm -hmm. we just have them sort of tell their story sort of like yep. what you're doing yep. with me right yep. now and um it's been amazingly successful i couldn't I, I never dreamed that it would be as good as it's been for us um and we never run out of stories which is really great that, so. i i love that because I like to tell a story. Mm -hmm. I'm not a great storyteller, right. but I like to hear a good story. And I think people like to hear good stories. Everyone and their sister has a podcast these days. Yeah. I get it. Not many around town locally, though. And so because of that, it's, it's valuable to hear what's happening in our world and use the podcast's platform right. to share stories about people, about what they're doing, their life experiences, and how can we relate with those people. Right. And you're in a little unique kind of world of the musician world right you know so as you created this podcast over the last couple of years tell us what have you seen what you say that there's immense talent define and describe that talent where you know where are these people coming from where are the bands where are they playing what are the stories that you're hearing it is 
a, an amazing picture. Mark, it, it really is, and it's a story that's so exciting in a way, and I sort of hope to maybe try to you know, you know, catch it and put it in some sort of format where you can actually review it, but we have, we have folks that have been in this area that people know that have played music you know, forever. Mm -hmm. You know, Phil Zuckerman, for mm -hmm. instance, yep. everybody knows that name, and, yep. and Phil's you know, an icon when it comes, and pardon the pun, but he's an icon <laughs> when, sure. it, when it comes to music in this area, and there's many like him. Yeah. Um, and so we have those folks that, are, that have been driving the ship for so long, but what happened is somewhere along the line, and I do believe it is related to the, you know, to, to COVID, but people had time to sort of, um, venture into figuring out if they had any talent on playing music. And once we got through it post, uh, you know, post COVID people decided, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. And so. The next thing you know, there's bands or individuals everywhere. And it's just been astonishing. I mean, we have, you know, one that jumps in my mind is Jake Cohn. And Jake mm -hmm. Cohn is, a, a you know, a student at Sharando, but he's played the Grand Ole Opry. Mm -hmm. um, he is out on tour in the summers, and he's sought after, and he's on bills with really big-name people. You know, Low Water Bridge Band, another one from here in town that's out you know, on a tour and they're, they're definitely skyrocketing to the top. Um, we've got so many stories like that of people and young people like Brennan Edwards who write songs that make them sound Mark as if they've lived a two lifetimes yeah. and they're barely 25 years old yeah. and yet they have the seasoning to them. That's really different. You don't see that in everybody and they come off as, um, totally believable and they are believable. Mm -hmm. You just kind of go, gosh, how can so young, produce so many great songs and it's the talent you know i mean there's there's yeah. there's there's an art in storytelling in song writing 100 when it comes to the lyrics to the music to the melody to the arrangement to allowing somebody to feel immersed into the music where they get they they know you and your story right uh, i mean right. lover like or taylor swift is an amazing storyteller Unbelievable. And, and look at the following of what's going on around sure. her. I mean, her fans love her and are obsessed about her romantic life, all because of her storytelling of her romantic yeah. life over yeah. her lifetime. You know, it's, that's just a that's a crazy pop culture example. But here locally, there's people that are doing that. Yes. And, and that's what makes it really cool. So where... Where do you find these? Where do you find the people to come on your show? And then where can we, the listening audience, go find some of these great storytelling songwriters? It, out there? It's it's really exciting. When I first got into the show, I, I that question was totally on my mind because I knew certain people, but I knew that there was a there was a finite number of people that I would be able to reach out to to be on my show to share their stories, and I didn't know what would be on beyond that. Mm -hmm. But once I started checking around and just started like peering into performers I hadn't heard of maybe being at a venue here in town. And that's the other thing we'll talk about is the amount of venues that have yeah. opened up around. Right. But once I started scratching the surface, it just honestly, Mark, it has blossomed. People refer people to us. Hmm. People reach out to me. Hey, I hear the show. Mm -hmm. Is there any way I could be on it? Mm -hmm. We have no qualms with having each and everybody on. We've had, like I said, we've had folks who are, nationally re, you know recorded and, and and do huge things and we have folks that literally play in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and i don't it doesn't bother me who we have i love their yeah. stories yeah they're great yeah that's awesome you know, it is so yeah. tell us about the venues then the venues are really exciting and, and as you know in the, in the city of winchester 
and definitely in the county, you know, we've had a resurgence of venues for folks to play in everything from small stages for duets and mm-hmm. solo artists mm-hmm. all the way up to, you know, large venues. I mean, you know, here in town, you know, the monument is comes to mind. It's yeah. going to reopen in a month or so. And that's yeah. a huge, wonderful place to go see a nice band that's maybe even a, a national act. But just down the street, you know, you can get down to Broken Window or mm-hmm. you can go down Bright, to you Brightbox. Know, Brightbox. Yeah. Brightbox is another amazing it's a great place venue. to go to. Yeah. Wonderful, yes. And so, you know, within walking distance, you can go get a choice. You can go see some different, you could go see more than one in one night. Um, you know, I, I really had a sort of a moment on my own pod, podcast last week where I sort of called Winchester out. I said, uh-huh. Winchester, you got to get behind these places. We're, yeah. we're in right. a great time right now. Jerry Sales out here built a huge venue at Backseat Events um, that holds a thousand plus people. And he's dragging in people that are, you know, you know National Acts. Chris Jansen is going to be there very hmm. soon. You know what I mean? Hmm. And I've been going to a lot of these shows and I'm having a great time, but I'm looking down and I'm seeing... 250 300 people and mark that's not going to get it done right right it's not going to get it done so i'm hoping that people i mean i remember as a young person i yearned for the day when i didn't have to drive to columbia maryland or washington dc landover maryland whatever to see a a band because it was such a drive and 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 sort of you had to invest in the evening here you can go have dinner and go see cool and be home a half you know 20 minutes later it's all part of the growth of winchester that you're talking about And, and there's this idea of wanting growth but keeping it slow and and steady to where it doesn't explode and expand and turns into northern virginia around here 100 percent, yeah but we still need to have these opportunities i mean i i'm the date myself i moved into town 24 years ago and i remember my wife and i moving from a bigger city and we're like where can we go to outback steakhouse around here <laughs> you know you'd have to drive to west virginia yeah. to go. you know we don't want that here and we don't want to leave money on the table for our local businesses sure for for people to travel to go have a night out of the town right. when they can stay here. And so what can we do to re, you know, recruit right. these bands and these and allow these venues to get full to yep. where they don't shut their doors? Because yep. that's that's ultimately what, what you're saying. And, and there is, I'm sure there's a saturation point. Who knows what that is? But I think in the city of Winchester, with the amount of growth and, and that we're seeing in, in, the, in the city and obviously in the county too, um, these local these local venues need their support and, and they're, putting a great product out there. They're, they're putting together above average venues to go see. In fact, we have some premier stuff around here to go see Axon. Um, if you love music, spend some of your money at home. Mm-hmm. Go right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so quick change of subject. Sure. What, what's your instrument of choice? I'm what a do drummer. You like play? I'm actually a drummer. I played drums. Uh, you know, I don't know who listens to this, but a local drummer that was uh, a Phil. It used to be a big band called The Fly. Phil Zuckerman was a guitar player, uh-huh. as we mentioned earlier. And Buddy Stralderman actually was the drummer for them. And uh, Buddy worked with my father, and, and I had made the connection in grade school that I wanted to play the drums. And Buddy was there to help me with that, and he sort of got me off the ground. Yep. And so I've played ever since. And, and um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm an adequate drummer. I uh-huh. would put it at that. I'm not anything special. But I can, you know, I can definitely hold a band together if I have to. Um, but I, you know, obviously as you can tell from the show, my, my gift is my jabbering. <laughs> I can talk forever. But the, so what's the musical style of preference that you would like to play or listen to? So I'm a classic rock guy along with, you know, eighties what they, you know, the hair metal, if you want to call it, that's my, that's my wheelhouse, uh-huh. but I love everything. Yeah. I grew up on old classic country. Um, still like that. Still like, you know, country through the years. Um, I respect uh, artists in every genre. I mean, uh, 
I think Lady Gaga is amazing. Okay, I, you know, you know, for pop artists, Bruno Mars, yeah, like that. I, yep. I think they're incredible artists, and I like them all. I, I, I give everything a try, and I learned that as an early age, at an early age, uh, to not close doors on things because if you do that. You'll miss out. Stretch yourself a bit. I try, yeah. It's some, yeah. You know, something that I try to challenge myself on, yeah. whether it be music or just uh, professionalism, what you do, and get outside of your little bubble and shell and be a little more creative yeah. and, and attempt new things, yes. learn new ideas of what other people think and say and why they do what they do, and yeah. you might grow. <laughs> I ran into Golder O'Neill yeah. uh, over at Shenandoah University uh-huh. yesterday. And, you know, if you know Golder, which it sounds like you do, yep. um, um, he is a, a Rembrandt with a mixing board, but he's also one of the premier bass His players bass, in this area. Bass playing and is amazing. last night after I ran into him, I just happened to look up some of the jazz trio stuff that he's done. And, yeah. and it's it's phenomenal, Mark. Yeah. It's just and to think he's right here in our community, you know what yeah. I mean? I just love that. Yeah. How, how about some of the other venues that are not in the city, whether it be the, the markets and, and places yes. like that? Yes. The, the new Oak, ones popping up. West Oak Parks, uh, the Snap family is a good friend of mine. Yep. West Oak's Farm Market, of course, out on Middle Road is a great place on every Friday night during the warm weather months. They have a venue outside. It's family friendly. So it's that's really helpful for a lot of folks. Um, you know, so that's a great one. There's tons of wineries. Uh, if you're more into a quieter evening mm-hmm. with a, with a date or something, mm-hmm. all these wineries provide great music for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you, there, there's just so many choices right now. And we and even in the county, you have P2, um, you have which is you know the Paladin too. Um, it's indoors and you know uh, again a quieter venue, but also you see great acts. Robbie Lyman plays there. He's been around a while. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Robert, he has. And, of course, all the people that we have on our show. Or even the Museum play. of Shenandoah Valley yes, and what they put on the one. summer series. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's just amazing. And people are turning out for this, a lot of those, especially the outdoor. They do. Spring, summer activities. And that's one of the things I love about how Winchester has grown. Yes. It, it just, it, it is happening. So, and you're being a part of it. So yeah. that's that's amazing. Give us a quick little plug, you know, so tell us more about where, I mean, what platforms your podcast on, what's upcoming to look forward to sure. on the show. Sure. Um, the Musicians Cafe can be found on just about any any platform. We're Spotify, Anchor, uh, we're on iTunes, you know, Google Music, just about anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll yep. find us. And it's, uh, it's, we do a show every Wednesday night. We're on episode 87 this coming Wednesday. Uh, so that tells you there's quite a few artists that you can listen to. Yep. We have some great ones coming down the line. Um, we've got folks that are from around here. Uh, the band called The Bridge comes to mind. They're going to be on with us very soon. People know Billy uh, Billy Red, Billy Regan is his name, um, from Elizabeth Furnace. Hmm. But he also has a, a tribute band coming up uh, for, for Led Zeppelin that's amazing. And they're going to be at Brightbox towards the end of the month. And so they're going to be on with us. And we've got, I need to pull out my schedule here so I can tell you exactly who it is. I know we got Last Among Equals uh, coming up this week. We've got folks that are right here in the Winchester area each and every week. Or if they're not in the Winchester area, they definitely are, you know, um, very close by. But we've got, you know, Crash the Limo. We've got Nate Clendenin from over in Loudoun County uh, that's going to be up uh, with us here during the month of March. So we have... Uh, singer songwriters we have full bands we have uh and there's a sampling for everything last week we had an avarium and they're a huh. industrial heavy metal band huh. okay um and they're local you know local people that work in our area um that 
you know, if you check out the pictures, they look like you and I do. But yep. when they go on stage, they, they have an attitude and they have a look. But they have a sound, Mark, that's amazing. And it's been one of the most responded to shows that we've had. Um, awesome. People love it. And so we try to have a variety for all folks. You know, Ryan Jewell's been on with us for you you know, you folks that love country music. We've had Low Water Bridge on. We've had a lot of Americana on, a lot of bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to get a little bit of everybody. We, you know, we had Joe Martin with us, who's a classical guitarist, who's amazing. Hmm. So there's all kinds of, uh, there's all kinds of, genres on there for folks that have different tastes yeah you may not like every show but yep. i'll tell you you will enjoy the stories they again tell. storytelling yes it doesn't even have to be about music it's about the people and 100%. the stories well you rattle off a bunch of names of people that i know and some that i don't know so oh, cool. i'm gonna be going back and researching <laughs> and looking them up so brian yeah. thank thank you so much for being here on the show today oh mark I, thanks i'm looking forward to continuing our connection here yeah. and uh you know Music is amazing. It, I, I love it. So you're promoting it around town. Yeah. Next stop is you on my show. Hey, we got to do that. We will be talking about that soon. That sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. All right. Well, that was awesome. I, I really could have kept talking to Brian um, way longer than we did. And we probably could have held your attention as well. So I think it's worth um, sharing that we could probably get back together with him some other time down the road. And, uh, you know, if I end up getting over there on his show to tell more of my story, I'll certainly let each one of you guys know. You know, just referring back to our Iconic Talk episodes, uh, we started talking about music even back in episode 48 with a, a guy, a friend of mine, Jim Snedeker, who goes and tours around uh, town and plays at different places. It was really, it was also great to even have Barry Lee on Iconic Talk um, last year, episode 86. You can also refer to uh, episode 111 where I had the guys from Shenandoah Music on. So th- there's just a whole, um, just uh, almost micro uh, subculture of music and musicians here that you may not even know about. And I would definitely take what Brian Dick challenged all of us to, to have is go support those local venues. And so I will do some of that even right now. We do talk about West Oaks um, a lot on, on our podcast here, but I'll talk about Backseat Bar and Grill. He, he mentioned that. There's a group coming up here talking about local events. Uh, this coming weekend, Saturday, March 2nd, it's almost, man, March is here. Can you guys believe that? So yes, March um, second, uh, which by the way, I mean, happy, uh, just uh, leap year, everyone here on today in February. Sorry, squirrel side moment there, but yes, so backseat bar and grill, Cat Atomic is the name of the group who's going to be there on Saturday night. It's one of those eclectic groups that you probably heard him referring to. They just that, that they're going to be there all night. Um, and so go to the link that I have on the show notes where you can go check out. Um, more details on that event and how to get tickets. On Sunday, the Shenandoah Valley Discovery Museum has been having these winter Sundays um, throughout the course of the winter here. And even though winter's almost over, um, we'll, we'll promote something where they have from 1230 to, to 3.30 an opportunity to um, have a kid-centered destination where there's hands-on things happening in the building um, where... you. You can show up and and bring your family, bring your kids, interactive opportunities for even toddlers and preschoolers all the way to elementary age 
where they can unleash their creativity and imagination, see things at the museum that you might not have seen before. So go check out Museum of the Shenandoah Valley um, uh, for that. Oh, sorry. It's not Museum of the Shenandoah Valley. I am so far off there. It's the Discovery Museum. So, man, it's the Shenandoah Valley Discovery Museum. I don't know why my mind got sidetracked with the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley. Sorry about that. But they have their winter Sundays at the Discovery Museum, which is another one of my favorite locations. And you can go back to one of my earliest episodes where I was able to interview the ladies over there, and they do a great job. So um, explore all levels of their building um, where you can uh, have a great destination on even a cold or rainy kind of winter day. All right. Sorry for butchering that one, guys. But yes, here, let's keep moving on. There is going to be a couple different basketball watching opportunities in uh, the next week. Thursday, March 7th, the Harlem Globetrotters are going to be back in town. I don't know if you've ever realized this or not, but they've been to Winchester a couple different times. They go to Shenandoah University and the, <clears throat> the, the big arena that they have over there. And at 6 o'clock, March 7th, on Thursday night, they will be in town. So get your tickets. I've got the link to that as well in the show notes. And then another basketball opportunity. Remember, uh, several episodes ago, we were able to connect with the uh, the founders and owners of the the semi-pro basketball team, the Valley Vipers. Um, their season has kicked off, and they're going to have a couple of home games coming up on March 9th and 10th. So go to their website to get a full um, array of what their schedule looks like, um, where they're going to be. That's their first home games of the season. Um, so go check them out. And uh, I know Tina will appreciate your support, and I'm going to try to get over there if I can as well. So that's that's what's happening in Winchester. So you've heard all about the music scene. You, you get a chance to, to experience the Discovery Museum, or maybe it's a basketball outing for the family. You name it, there's plenty of stuff happening here for all of you in Winchester. Well, I really hope that you learned something on today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure that they are experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And as you heard Brian say, our podcast can be found, his just like his, on really any, um, any podcast, podcast platform. It could be Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Share it with your friends. Go ahead and subscribe. Know that uh, we get these each episodes come out on every, every other Thursday. Let your friends know. Pass it on get tips about the town, and, uh, and learn about the upcoming events along with a great story that will um, hold your attention for, for all, uh, whatever it might be, 35, 40-minute episode. It's not a lot. I don't ask for a lot, you know? So thanks so much to um, all of you for being a part of the episode today, listening, and uh, contribute. Let, it, let, let us know if you want to hear from other people as well. Reach out to me. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simi Battaglia, and our social media team, Will Gordon. Until next time, think iconic.